Hello and welcome back to Analytics at ServiceNow with your host Alex Sanginov. This is Season 2 and we are excited to cover the ins and outs of a day in the life of analytics roles and their contribution in creating value to fuel the company's growth. I personally invite you to join our Analytics at Now community by visiting us at servicenow.com forward slash analytics at now to stay informed so you won't miss a beat. That's again servicenow.com forward slash analytics at now. In this episode, we're joined by Mahesh Bumralkar, Director of Portfolio Management, and Navin Maben, Senior Program Manager, who keep a close watch from bird eye view to laser focus to ensure promises made are promises kept and delivered. Well, hello, Mahesh, Naveen. Welcome to the show. So great to have you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for having us join this, this session. Awesome. Have been looking forward to it. And as always, you know, we'd like to start with the basics, right? Especially for those who are unfamiliar with the PMO space or the program management office space. Uh, what is portfolio and program management? Yeah, no, good, good question. Um, I would boil it down sort of succinctly as portfolio management is picking and making sure you're working on the right stuff. And program management is about making sure you're getting that stuff done in the right way and it's delivering value. Now, obviously there's a lot that's wrapped up in, in those things, but at a high level, that's the, the basic thing. So, you know, any one of our IT organizations at ServiceNow, we've got way more stuff that we could do than we actually have time and resources to do. And so when you think about portfolio management, that's really about making sure based on all those opportunities that are out there, what are the ones that we think are going to deliver the most value to the organization, to us, to the company, uh, and, and ensuring that our resources are aligned to those, you know, sort of top opportunities. Once we define those opportunities, then we want to make sure we've got good plans in place to actually get those things done, to actually execute them, deal with changes as they come up, uh, and then ultimately deliver on the value that uh, that you know we were hoping to do right when we when we started working on those things. So, right. um, you know, we've got a lot of really smart folks within the data and analytics organization have great ideas, great execution, all that type of stuff. And what we want to do from a PMO standpoint is help to bring that sort of framework and structure and underlying process that again helps make sure we're working on the right stuff and we're getting that stuff done. Absolutely, and. Do you do anything different with respect to analytics portfolio compared to other portfolios? Yeah, good good question. So each portfolio, it, it has its own sort of ins and outs, right? Each one, if you look across each IT organization, right. um, there are some teams that have like really large multi-year, you know, kind of cross-functional enterprise-wide impacting programs. And those require a certain level, you know, uh, an approach to portfolio and program management. I think what's a little different about the analytics portfolio is, first off, pretty much the whole company is a stakeholder of the data and analytics organization, right? We're doing right. stuff in this portfolio that's supporting every single function, you know, not just one or two, which maybe some of the other folks are doing. We're, we're supporting every function. Right. And I think the other thing that's a little different is, Whereas some teams may have, like I say, large, like kind of massive, you know, cross-functional programs that are going to last a couple of years. 
we tend to have things that are a little shorter burn and, right. and sort of a higher volume of those things. And so, so when we look at how to set up portfolio and program management, I think that sort of entails trying to have a level of flexibility and be able to adapt and adjust to that the way that this portfolio is. Uh, again, everyone's a little bit different, but I think if we look at the way that we, you know, that we are within data and analytics, those are some of the things that I think we try and do to help um, support this this team. Right. I think what you're describing is essentially data in rapid fire, right? And yeah. data and analytics in rapid fire. And keeping that in mind, what does a typical day look like for you? I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the tricky word there is typical day because I don't know that there is such a thing as the, as typical day. But right. you know, from from a portfolio management perspective, which is kind of if I think of my role as the sort of leader of the team, uh, you know, portfolio management is my primary, and then we've got PMs, one of right. which is Levine, who you'll hear from in a minute. Yeah. Uh, you know, who drive the day to day program management activities. But um, if I think of the main things that I wind up getting involved with, so there's the you know, the overall thing about helping to drive and track the portfolio, you know, we have things, you know, like Alex, you're familiar with, and many of the listeners may be with weekly portfolio review meetings, where once right. we've defined what the key priorities are, we track those, make sure that we're staying on track. And, you know, with VJ, get the sense of how things are going overall. And are we are we delivering on, on what we said we were going to? So there's a whole bunch of work around kind of keeping that whole, you know, sort of process going. Uh, one of the key elements that we also have is the um, existence of steering committees. Um, so we have a few that we're managing, uh, which I take point on and working with, uh, you know, VJ's uh, direct reports uh, primarily and, and the team to, to drive forward. So there's definitely an effort there in terms of prepping and, and doing that. Can you uh, click on steering committee just for the sure. benefit of the audience? Yeah, absolutely. So what steering committees generally are and and the way we're we're doing it within this organization we have a couple uh, each of which are aligned with a specific, um, what we call sort of vertical area, right? Sort of the, right. the functional area that we support. So for example, we've been running one in the marketing analytics space for a little while. Uh, we've got one in the customer and product space. Uh, we also are doing some things with sales as well. But right. the, uh, the intent of those is um, on a periodic basis, typically we shoot for about every six weeks, so about twice a quarter. Right. We'll bring together senior executive stakeholders that help represent uh, those areas, right? So in the marketing one, we have marketing yeah. execs come in. In the customer and product one, we have uh, customer and BU execs come in. And in essence, we'll walk through, you know, kind of what are the key programs that are in flight, what are the key activities that are going on and really what can they, what can the execs be expecting in terms of what we're going to be delivering to their organizations as we look ahead, you know, in the next six weeks, the next quarter, you know, things Got like it. that. Uh, so there's a lot of work that's done, great work done by the team, um, right. you know, by VJ's org to prep for that. Uh, and, and that helps us really keep that alignment with our exec stakeholders as we're, we're going forward. Got it. Naveen, what does a yes. typical day look like for you? Yes. So one of the interesting things about program management is uh, the fact that no two days typically look uh, alike, right? <laughs> so right. so uh, there are days when things seem to be going really well, which sometimes is a little unnerving by itself because you're wondering, oops, what, what really is happening out here? And then there are other days when, as the saying goes, right, you're, you're basically herding cats all day, <laughs> right? So... Uh, but again, where where PMO comes in is is primarily to bring in bring in structure and help guide the team along, right? right. So that's uh, that's where we come in and, and bring value. So 
a typical day it definitely involves connecting with the with the team right understanding what's happening on the ground and especially if it's a large large project or program right you're going to have so yeah. many moving parts uh, yes. that need to kind of fit in so uh, uh, a day definitely involves connecting with the team trying to understand where things are at and uh, and helping the team along absolutely and the the focus is to have team members focus on their core work and uh, you come in and kind of try to partner with them and and clear any hurdles that they might encounter to keep things things moving along awesome well i can certainly sense the enthusiasm and uh positivity from both of you and i'm just curious how did you get into this role into pro- portfolio program management and most importantly what attracted you to this space yeah so i'll start um you know the the first job i had after college um was in consulting and um that was kind of my first exposure to the idea of like what how do you run a project and when you're in consulting for those of you that have been in it the the thing is you have to manage that tightly because you know your time and the time of the people working on the project that's the profit for the company right so whatever you say you're going to do and the time right. and the resources you're going to need to get it done you better do that otherwise you're not going to last for too long in, in consulting right. uh, but but in doing that experience what i found was i kind of enjoyed the idea of trying to bring structure and process into teams where maybe it didn't exist Uh, and I also kind of like the idea, which, you know, when you're doing this, you work with cross-functional teams, pulling different teams together. I kind of also found I got a charge out of the idea of bringing teams and, and folks together from different areas and getting them pulling together to try and get something done, right, to, to get the, the focus and getting stuff done. So that's sort of what attracted me. And I, I kind of over time through the rest of my career wound up finding myself in terms of being involved with sort of large programs and and managing those programs um so all you know kind of it's kept me uh, charged up all these years and uh, led me to service now awesome well certainly great to have you thank Adina, you how are you so so alex in in my case uh, i started off as a as a developer it so happens that all my entire experience has has been in the analytics uh, space so awesome. for for a fair amount of time it was it was uh, actual analytics development right and okay. along the way and that was that was really good and along the way opportunity opportunities presented themselves where uh, i was uh, able to take on the role of managing slightly larger teams and i think mahesh right. also touched upon it right that's when the the aspect of uh, of working in a more cross functional environment versus as a developer you're just focused on one area right so right. that that kind of appealed to me and um, uh, like i said opportunities presented themselves where i could kind of mo- move into more of a technical slash engineering program management manager kind of a role awesome. and uh, and yeah that's that's what got me to service now as as well the the the, the jd said analytics program manager and that's that's i thought okay this is something that's going to kind of tie into my prior experience and right. uh, it's been great yeah it certainly has and looks like you know it was a, a probably a right fit and easier transition for you Naveen right absolutely yes uh, awesome well thank you for sharing uh, the background and as well as a uh, uh, quick background about yourself and coming back to service now right what what does a typical engagement model or the workflow as we call it right behind the scene look like working with you and your teams yeah so um you know if i if i go back to the idea of like 
we start with, well, what, what are the top priorities, right? Like that's, that's where we want to start from is aligning, you know, with the team on based on all the different things we could do, what are the top priorities that we want to focus on? So we want to start with that. Once we start with that, then um, what we try and get to is what are the efforts what are the projects we're doing that, for example, might be a little bit more cross-functional, requiring coordination across a broader set of folks, uh, more strategic in the, um, hey, of like in the things that we need to get done to really establish the ongoing value of the organization, right? Um, like the data and analytics team and PMO, there's always way more opportunity to do work than we actually have the, the resource to do. So right. we tend to try and focus on based on the top priority things, based on the, the ones that ha require the coordination uh, and that are gonna hopefully deliver the, you know, they're kind of the most strategic value. We tend to focus, try and focus our, our folks on that, get uh, individual PMs then plugged in to help support um, each of the, the programs. So um, if I can um, kind of call back to what I said at the beginning, right? In terms of um, trying to identify what the top priority activities are, right? That's where we want to start from when we talk about the PMO engaging with uh, with the data analytics team. Um, we, we first, as we identify what those top priorities are, then we understand, okay, what are the projects that we need to take forward? And then in terms of those projects, now, again, as, as I was saying, you know, with IT, it's true for PMO as well. There's always going to be way more opportunities to work on stuff than we actually have resource and time to. So in terms of us prioritizing, what we try and do is focus on um, First off, what are the programs that are the most strategic uh, in terms of the ones that are helping to drive, you know, the most value, drive the analytics brand, you know, th things of that nature, the in the in influence and impact across the company. Okay. Uh, and then secondly, we also look at what are the programs that perhaps have the most cross functionality around them, right? Um, that require the most level of coordination across a broad set of stakeholders. Typically, those are the ones that we would tend to focus on prioritizing and getting uh, PMO most plugged into. Okay. And what that typically means then is we'll actually assign a specific PM for my team that will be assigned to work on that particular program. Uh, and then they will get involved. They'll create the PPM entries. They'll start building the project plans, pulling in the inputs uh, from all the teams. Uh, and then, of course, then tracking that uh, through execution and, and driving that. So. You know, but if I if I can just reiterate, I think that the message I want to leave is like everything we do, we want to start from what are the top priorities, what are the things that are going to deliver the most bang for the buck, you know, de de deliver the most value. Just like we talked about that from a portfolio standpoint, we also then have that help drive uh, in terms of what specific projects that uh, the PMO gets involved in. Right. Certainly, I'm picking up the uh, the theme and the structure. You know, even speaking with other. Prior roles, you know, of course, you know, starting with VJ in uh, uh, kicking off, you know, season two, it's always, you know, comes down to value pyramid. I think you're hinting on, right? Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we drive, you know, value. So, and looks sounds like, you know, you guys are at the epic core, you know, center of that. So. Yeah. And if I can just expand, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Alex. If I can expand on that just for a, a quick minute. Um, you know, if, if you've talked about that, you know, the, the value pyramid, that's a key thing for IT right. as a whole, right? Which PMO helps to kind of drive and and uh, and align across the organizations. But you know, that that concept of having the three layers of, of value that we track, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, you know, the operational, the functional, and the enterprise, and ultimately everything that we do. Um, you know, feeding into that because at the end of the day, you can think about 
um, IT, it's just like any other investment portfolio, like your own personal investment portfolio yeah. or 401k, right? It's like, you want to know that the bets you're making are paying off and, and the yeah. value pyramid is our, our mechanism for helping to track that. Absolutely. All right. And uh, in terms of uh, guiding the team, whether you know that be brand new uh, initiative or existing projects, how do you go about uh, guiding them which uh, project management framework or methodology works best? Alex, so um, like Mahesh just spoke about it, right? Once once there's that determination made that, hey, we do want to move ahead with the project, right. uh, then we get into this uh, decision on how exactly are we going to going to execute this project? What, what's the best way to take this forward, okay. right? And uh, we've, got, we've got Waterfall, which everybody is familiar with, and then uh, off late, we've heard, I think everyone is uh, hearing a lot more about, about Agile and Kanban and certain other ways in which we can actually execute projects. Uh, in general, what we have seen is analytics projects do well when executed in, in, in Agile. The reason being uh, the size of the projects, right? The fact that uh, we are able to, uh, Agile supports making, uh, making these adjustments to, to keep uh, uh, to keep moving forward at a much quicker pace, and I think that's what that's what most of our analytics projects out out here actually benefit from. So again, while the PMO does, uh, as a PMO, we do have the expertise to execute in all these different methodologies. That assessment is done at the beginning of the project to see what's the best way forward. And like I said, uh, almost the entire analytics portfolio out here is is running in Agile now. We did we did embark on that. Uh, Agile transformation about uh, about it's been almost two years now, and right. we have effectively been able to kind of get the entire team on board into this new and effective way of uh, way of executing our projects. So yes. yeah, glad to say that everybody is is moving forward with Agile, and we have we have seen a lot of benefit there as as well. Let's right? and for, go ahead, Sorry, just a side side question: uh, in a scale of one through ten, how fragile are we? <laughs> that, that's an interesting interesting thing right i, I remember we've, we've had these conversations quite a bit initially right, right. Where things didn't seem like they were all fitting together but uh, but yeah i think collectively as a team we have done well both i think uh, pmo driving right. this and the analytics team actually absorbing changes that have, have been coming their their way right and i think we are seeing the benefits uh, of, of okay. that now I cannot imagine running or doing another project without Agile. Anything <laughs> that, that I do, right, it's always, you know, in Sprint, uh, Epic, and, you know, Milestone and overall, you know, project scope. So, again, just a fan on the record. Uh, but Mahesh, go ahead. So we're, uh, I'm glad you said that. We'll, we'll uh, clip that excerpt from this podcast and put it on For the sure. uh, website because uh, <laughs> that's great. Is it, what I was going to say is, um, you know, I think – as most folks know, the whole company has been going through this kind of transformation, right? It's probably been a couple of years. And um, right. like with any transformation, um, while there's good reasons and outcomes from it, it takes time and it takes some effort. But I think it is nice to see, you know, and, and your feedback, Alex, is great to hear that it does feel like it's taking root, right? And, and it feels like the things that we were hoping to do in doing this transformation are, are starting to happen. Right. And as you both, you know, mentioned, you know, it, it is a journey, right, towards, you know, developing or adopting uh, one framework that works, you know, best and looks like, you know, Agile is the new uh, framework on the block, if you will, right, uh, and uh, developing roots. Uh, 
in, in terms of ServiceNow and analytics at ServiceNow team, uh, what is unique about uh, PMO practices here compared to other companies or you know, uh, industry as a whole, if there is any? Yeah, so um, I talked a little bit about earlier. Some of this is specific to analytics, but some of it, frankly, is is just where ServiceNow is in the life cycle right. of, its, uh, of itself. Um, but it, the pace here is fast, right? Um, I think yeah. I've worked in busy jobs, uh, you know, jobs <laughs> that are busy through most of my career. But I, I have to say the pace here is definitely at a, at a slightly different level than, uh, than uh, in some of the other places I worked with. So um, I think that's a nature, of course, of, you know, we're a growing company, you know, that's great, right, that you want to be you want to be part of growth. And that's that's awesome. Uh, but it does mean that you have to kind of adjust your thinking, right, in terms of um, whereas maybe you are used to like, okay, we're going to have a certain amount of time to work through things and finalize requirements and, you know, have a bunch of discussions and and uh, you'll get a bunch of people on board. Uh, those timeframes are very compressed right here it, it, at this place. It's, uh, no, we got to get it going. And so let's get folks moving and and let's get it, get it there, which is, I think, part of why Agile is probably uh, a good, uh, been a good transition, right? Because, uh, you know, I think that helps support that. So I think that for me is the thing that I've adjusted to in the now nine or so months that, uh, that I've been here. Uh, but I think it's great in that, you know, there is so much energy about driving new things, you know, making impacts and, uh, you know, that, that whole, you know, that's, that's a whole great environment to see in the team. Awesome. I may have asked, you know, the side note question too soon. <laughs> Okay. The, the fragile. So I should have saved it for you, uh, Mahesh. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, so in, in terms of, uh, I can imagine, you know, there are always, you know, highlights, lowlights, you know, peaks and valleys, you know, whatever uh, me metaphor we want to pick, right? Uh, curious, what do you enjoy the most about your role? And alternatively, what do you enjoy the least about this role? Yeah, so um, I, I kind of touched on this a little bit when we were talking about sort of how I got into this type of uh, line of work and such. But um, just to kind of reiterate, I do really get a charge out of the idea that, you know, when you're working on cross-functional programs, when you start seeing the teams come together, buy in, start, you know, collaborating and, and you see it starting to work, you know, kind of as a as a nice machine, you know, rolling, rolling forward. Um that always, I, I just get a lot of enjoyment out of, right? Kind of right. Uh, seeing that come together and seeing the team actually deliver. And then I, frankly, also seeing how the team reacts when that happens, right? Because I, I also just get a lot of enjoyment about when folks feel like they're part of a winning team, uh, how that makes them feel, right? And and I think uh, those are things that I, I, I that you know have kept me sort of uh, in this line of work uh, through, through the years and, and definitely get uh, enjoyment out of. Um, you know, in terms of uh, the least, I mean, obviously every every job has has its ups and downs. I think um, probably the thing that that gets a little demotivating is when you know talking about how teams come together. If there's just sometimes where there's kind of historic or political issues that are preventing the teams from kind of right. seeing how they could be better together, you know, you do your best to try and get through those, but there are limits, right? Uh, sometimes right. you just can't get over that and. I think in those situations, you just have to acknowledge and accept, okay, that's not going to go exactly the way that I want. And so let's figure out what we're going to do instead, how to, how to keep things moving forward. Um, so that's never a huge amount of fun, but in any case, it's part of the deal and, and you got to figure out how to work through it. Yeah. Is that where agile starts to become fragile? 
<laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <Absolutely>. yeah. <laughs> okay. Naveen, how about you? Yeah, I, I think uh, it's a, similar to what Mahesh said, right? I think it's uh, seeing these products come to life, uh, Alex, right? In many cases, right, you start off with just a blank slate, right? Okay, let's right. build this out, right? And uh, uh, X amount of time later, right, you have that product out there and yep. having the end users use it and especially with something brand new, uh, right? I, I think uh, that that uh, uh, that keeps me going at least, right? And uh, uh, I've, I've seen a couple of things get built out out here over the last couple of years. And just to see that, see the extent of usage, right? And uh, that, that I think uh, is, uh, is a real good, good feeling. Again, on the, on the flip side, yes, building something like that out in this fast-paced environment does, comes, does come with its share of, uh, of uh, uh, downside as well, right? So we are moving so fast, there's not always capacity to do everything that teams want to do, right? So there's always this uh, constant uh, need to Real kind of prioritize stuff and some things get shelved. So, yeah. so yeah, so that's a little bit of a balance, right? You win some and you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, I can totally relate. And that's where essentially, you know, go through on a daily uh, or weekly, uh, if not daily basis, right? Uh, last but not least, uh, for those especially who are thinking of uh, becoming or uh, building their career into portfolio program management or aspire to be one, uh, what would you advise them to start learning, developing uh, skill sets around in order to be successful in this role? Yeah, um, I think uh, like Naveen, I think was saying er earlier, uh, you know, you can practice by cat herding, right? That would be a good way to start uh, actually <laughs> right. really cats. Uh, no. yeah. uh, <laughs> what, uh, what I would say, I'd say a few things. Um, yeah. One is, um, you know, um, a general thing I would say for anybody sort of if you're earlier in your career and you're, you're kind of thinking about stuff, I would say if you're asked to do stuff, um, your general answer, unless it's like unethical or whatever, right? Your general answer should usually be yes, right? And so, right. Uh, and and the benefit of that is, um, you know, hopefully you get to learn that you really love doing something, but if you try something and you realize that you hate it, that's actually really important to know too. <laughs> so, you know, uh, in the future, I don't want to do anything near that space, right? So that's kind of my my general message to the kids out there. But, um, right. but that aside, in terms of program and project management in particular, I think, um, you know, um, a good way to start is, you know, if you're given that opportunity, like let's say you're working on a technical team and, and that team says, hey, you know what, we really could use some structure, like we're really struggling, we don't ever know whether we're getting stuff done right or whatever, right. you know, think about maybe you want to try out and see like, hey, let me see if I can kind of bring a little structure around it, right, sort of pick things yeah. to start like that. Uh, and then you might be able to see, like, is that something you enjoy doing? And then you can start seeking out, you know, um, are there are there roles? You know, do you want to try and start out uh, roles around that? You know, kind of start with managing sort of uh, limited projects and then from there figure out, you know, can you take on more and grow into more of a program and portfolio uh, type of role? Um, the other thing I would mention, too, is 
if you really have a passion for it and you really want to um, get more into it, there are certifications out there that uh, you can pursue, you know, do education around it. Uh, you know, folks may know about the PMP certifications. That's certainly a very big one in the sort of project and program management space. Uh, in Agile, of course, there's all kinds of certifications that you can get around, you know, Scrum Masters and right. product managers and, and things like that. Uh, but education is also a nice way to, to back it up. But I think at the end of the day, it's about if you feel like that's something you want to do, seek out those opportunities, even if it's in your current role. If you think there's a way that you can kind of try out some of those skills, I think that's always a good way to, uh, to get into it. Absolutely. Great insights. Right. Right, Alex. Again, further to that, right? Yeah, getting a sense of what you're stepping into, a lot of content available now, right? Just to just to see, uh, is this something that I'm interested in? Uh, I think that bit is easy these days with with all the online content available. Uh, once once you're in the role, a couple of things that I would like to um, like to highlight, right? Uh, understanding uh, a deep understanding of what exactly is being done as part of the project or program is really important. Right. right. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, uh, uh, program managers, the general perception is that hey, they just got a checklist. They're just going to see if everything is done. Uh, I mean, that does not really t take you too far, right? But working right. closely with the team, understanding what exactly is being done, uh, is is really key, right? At the end of the day, you need to you need to be part of the team, right? The team needs to see you as part part of the larger group, right? Yep. And that's where I think uh, uh, things will work and become much easier to. To execute. Sure. Uh, if I can, so th that's great feedback, Naveen. If I can expand on that, um, part of what what you'll find if you go into this career, part of what you'll you'll experience is at the end of the day, well, you have a you might have a great program or project plan, and that's obviously an important thing to be able to do. Um, what often separates the sort of good from great project and program managers, and, and I would say Naveen right. fits in, in uh, that, you know, latter category, yeah. um, is just seeing when things are just not quite right and figuring out how to fill the white spaces, right? You, you might have like a racy or whatever, and it's like, well, I'm expecting this person to do that and, and so on. And it's important to hold people accountable if folks are supposed to do something and they don't do it. You, you, you know, let them know and you follow up with them. But sometimes things will come up where it's just there's just a white space and there's not anybody that's well set up to take it. And sometimes as a program manager, you just have to jump in and say, you know what, I'll figure it out. Right. Uh, and, and we'll get it done um, as much as there is in terms of education and manuals and following the structure and, and guidelines. Sometimes it just comes down to, as Naveen says, knowing what needs to get done yeah. uh, and figuring out how to get that thing done. Um, that's that's as valuable, frankly, as, uh, as anything. Absolutely. Well, before we adjourn, I uh, would like to uh, hear you know expert uh, opinion. How was the program management for this episode? Uh, top notch, absolutely. You know, great preparation. Uh, we knew exactly what to expect, and uh, you know, and you adjusted to things on the fly when we went off script. So yeah, absolutely, it's uh, been great. Awesome. Well, thank you for for the generous uh, feedback. I hope you know I've met. Uh, the PMO Sanders managing this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, it was absolute pleasure speaking with you both. And I look forward to speaking you both, uh, with you both again in future episodes. Thanks, Alex. It was, it was a lot of fun to be here um, and you know, great to be a part of the team. And look forward to uh, you know, doing what we're doing the rest of the year. Thank you, Alex. This was an episode 12 of Analytics at ServiceNow produced by one and only 
Matt Ackerman. In the next episode, we will cover a day in the life of data architect and center of excellence (COE), who are the masterminds of selecting the right technologies to deliver 21st century experiences. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share with others. Remember, sharing is caring. Until next time.